welcome to episode 38 of WTF Anime, the show where everything is fine and we don't walk around school with rose-coloured glasses. I'm as ever your host, Joe, and joining me is Travis. Hey guys, what's up? Hey Joe, how you doing, bud? Uh, I think I threw my voice out in our, like, uh, pre-show banter, so <laughs> if I sound very gravelly, um, that's why... <laughs> <laughs> don't don't let him fool you, folks. He's been practicing his bail for at night. He's going to go fight crime. Oh, I'm going to fight so much crime. And then yell at them about drugs and Rachel. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> Mr. Hadfield, what did we watch today? Uh, today, at the request of our previous guest, Danielle, you can follow her on Twitter, at Penin... Inc. We are watching episode one of School Live. Yeah, yeah, uh, I wasn't sure if it was live or live. I'm sure she told us, but when one of our guests makes a recommendation, I immediately go, oh, okay, and then the name disappears from my brain forever. Joe can confirm this. I text him every time. I'm like, hey, what are we watching again? Yeah, like about 30 minutes before we record. <laughs> oh, yeah, I always give them hot, hot takes. <laughs> but yeah so um this is this is a weird show for me uh she's like oh you're gonna hate it so i was straight up uh i was ready to come with the fury mm -hmm. turns out didn't happen gasp yeah travis didn't hate a thing didn't hate a thing i did hate a thing but then i didn't and we're gonna get into that when we talk about the show. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, we're going to open up, uh, with our protagonist, uh, Yuki sleeping in her bed, kind of soft focus, you know, that kind of twilight when they're trying to tell you somebody's like peacefully sleeping, you got that soft, soft focus going on. This would be peaceful, except she's a loud motherfucking sleeper and I hate it. <laughs> Okay, that's fair, but I'm talking about her peacefully sleeping. Everybody else can get fucked, I think, as far mm -hmm. as she's concerned. And she is sleeping inside what looks like a school club room in a sleeping bag. Yep. Which is a weird choice that I totally didn't pay attention to because I was, <laughs> I was ready for some slice-of-life <laughs> slice bullshit, and I'm just like, all right, I've already got my hate on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So she is gently awoken by... The dog has a name that I totally remember. It's Tara... Tarumaru? Tarumaru. Yeah. Who looks... Is like the most toyetic, like, corgi cross Shiba Inu ever. Yeah, um, I'm still voting that one night Pikachu got real drunk, met a corgi at a bar, shit happened, and this is their baby. Did it come out of as an egg, or did it come out as a mammal? I think that's a very personal question uh, that, that you can go ahead and ask mom, but I don't know. Look, I'm just trying to understand the biology of your comparison here. I don't know. Uh, a furry egg. That's what it was. Okay. And how much of this creature is data? <laughs> Look, I'm not the expert on Pokemon... Uh, dog hybrids. 
we'll, we'll, we'll bring on Alan or or maybe Jake sometime, and we'll just break this subject on down. But uh, that is not today. Yeah. It's like she awakes and is late for school. Um, she gets changed into her school uniform, which we saw hang up earlier, and looks around at all of the other sleeping bags in the uh, in the club room. Yeah. And then she runs about one second and she's in school because she was sleeping in school in case you hadn't picked that up. <laughs> Little weird, but yeah, we'll go with it. She, well, wait, she runs by, says good morning to everybody, and then pops into uh, the clubhouse, right? That's where we go immediately after that. Yeah. It's the uh, school living club. Yes. Uh, where the rest of her clubmates, who all have very, very unique designs, we, we can talk about a few of those in a minute. Yep. They are cooking breakfast, which is spaghetti with meat sauce. <laughs> which, you know, looks kind of like um, like a MRA. Is it MRA? MRE, meal ready to eat. MRE, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like an MRE type thing. <laughs> yep. And now that you said that, can we uh, can we talk about some of that character design? Because it, it's interesting. Like the first one that you you flash onto as she's uh, looking around at her classmates is uh, Karumi, who is carrying a big ass shovel. Mm-hmm. I mean, this girl really really enjoyed Dig Dug when she was growing up. It was very important to her in her formative years. <laughs> she is sitting at this table polishing a shovel, which is not a euphemism. No, not at all. Um, it's actually the way she's talking about it. It sounds more like it's a trench tool than it is a shovel. So it's yeah. a, a bladed weapon. And someone even remarks about it. She goes, "This has the highest kill ratio in the Great War in World War One." Yeah. <laughs> It ha- it does have kind of a, this is my shovel, there are many like it, but this shovel is mine kind of feel. <laughs> <laughs> What's your shovel's name? <laughs> <laughs> so the other girl sitting at the table um, is kind of like a much shyer, bookish archetype, and she's reading a book by Stephen King. <laughs> yep, I immediately, that's the first thing I know, so I'm like, oh, look at that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and the other member of the club who is currently cooking breakfast the only thing that I noticed about her was in the opening which we didn't mention because it's like very slice of light poppy sort of thing is like they used a bone motif and it bounced off her boobs and they made sure to show you that yeah that's a little, that was a weird choice it was a weird choice so they're all sitting around eating and discussing, and uh, Yuki just straight up tears into her plate of pasta. Super excited. Got it all over her face. They're like, hold on. No, 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 no. You have to savor it. And then they flash over, and it's it's the most ridiculous thing. It's like a single strand of spaghetti, and like light is coming down through the window to like perfectly light her as she's savoring this. <laughs> like, ah, delicious. It's real dumb. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so there is some banter that is less interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That 
Right now, at this point, uh, I had a pretty big hate boner for this uh, going. Because, like, <laughs> I really just dislike Slice of Life because it's not a story. It's just things happening. Uh, especially, like, episode one of Slice of Life. It's really, these are the characters. That's what you're going to get. Uh, so, yeah, I, I still was uh, full-on hate bonering at this point. <laughs> um, Yuki it has, like class duty she's got to clean up the uh clean the classroom before everyone gets in and she rushes off and there is a really fucking cool transition which i'm sure travis didn't notice because i'm pretty sure he had checked out at that point (laughs) the light streaming through a window that they kind of focus on it looks like it's refracted through broken glass like, the window is shattered? Yeah, 100% did not see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I'm gonna have to go back. I'm gonna have to go back and watch it again and see all these things. There's a bunch of shit you probably missed. Oh, yeah. I, I guarantee you. <laughs> so she she gets into class, and if it sounds like I... Like, if there's stuff you want to pick up, Travis, but, like, a lot of this stuff is kind of moments that occur that we'll definitely talk about. But... A lot of the dialogue, especially when Yuki is considered in is in a scene, it's all like, oh yeah, we're girls, and oh, you forgot to do your class chores, oh no, oh, better remember to do your homework, yep. etc. No, the, the one thing I will uh, say is that she comes in, sits down at her desk, and someone's like, you know, you just made it. She goes, arriving in class... Uh, with seconds to spare is exciting. And then you hear the teacher come in and go, hey, someone didn't uh, didn't clear the, the uh, blackboard yet. Someone didn't do that shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, guess who it is? Of course, it's Yuki, and she's all embarrassed. <laughs> so they flash to the teacher actually starting to teach, and they look over, and Yuki's asleep. Which I, I should have picked up on, because I was going to make a joke, like, is this character narcoleptic, and this is how they're starting to break that to us? Because she just woke up, why is she passing back out? Is she part fainting goat, and the, the trauma of forgetting her chores has stressed her to the point of passing out? You know? No, no, I, I probably should have thought about that a little bit more, but again, <laughs> the hate was deep at this point. Uh, so there's a bunch of school stuff, but the uh, dog is uh, their dog escaped. So um, oh, she has a name, uh, Miki. 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 Yeah. Because um, Yuki calls her Mikun or something, and she doesn't like that because she's she's straight laced. Although you know, for being straight laced, she certainly doesn't seem to observe any of the. Things that I would consider would be standard in Japanese culture, like mm-hmm. I can't barge into the middle of a classroom and interrupt it because that would be t- terribly rude and disrespectful. Yeah. But oh no, she does that shit. Just like so rude. How dare she? <laughs> Doesn't she know that there's loads of other people in this classroom who could be disturbed? Now begins them running through the entire school and they use like a lot of standard like animation tropes where like they'll go to like chibi forms they'll do just like floating heads in speech bubbles that 
have like don't have like lip flaps are just kind of open faced, very chibi, cute versions. Mm-hmm. It's basically they're running around the school looking for this dog, and the dog is apparently hyper intelligent because it knows how to open like Japanese sliding doors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, apparently, it grew thumbs and mm-hmm. just got on board with uh, opening some doors. The dog ransacks the place, uh, all these different classrooms. We come to a strange barricade of tables. Yeah. That's just, oh no, that's a dead end. And then the dog runs up to the roof. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To the uh, the horticulture club. Which, I'm no expert on Japanese schooling. I've watched a lot of anime set in high school. But usually club activities take place after school. Not during homeroom. Yeah. Uh, that That is 100%. Again, I was blinded by hate. <laughs> huh, weird. Going back through, I should have went, wait, a lot of this is dumb and doesn't make sense. <laughs> so there's like this kind of rooftop garden sort of thing where the two of the girls from earlier are, like, doing horticulture stuff, and there's a bit about, oh, the dog doesn't like Miki, runs away. Yep. Chibi, chibi, chibi. Although that joke continues and runs through the entirety of the episode, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. The dog... I think it's it's Yuri, isn't it? Is it Yuri? What? Uh, the one with the big boobs. Oh, that's, uh, that's Ree, isn't it? Yeah, Ree. Yep. So she does this thing where darkness forms around her and she makes this very stern statement and everyone listen- listens to her. There's like this strange kind of purple text rising out of the ground in almost a, um, you know, a kind of JoJo fashion. Yeah. There you go. You got your JoJo's reference in, Joe. They also make an order uh, joke. Uh, I think that's in the in the club room earlier. Oh yeah, because they keep saying the words "ora" and then was it uh, was it me Miki that was like "ora"? "Ora"? <laughs> yep. God, like banality of oh yeah, let's. Uh... Talk about how you shouldn't be running around during a school day. Then the dog escapes. Again. Of course it does. These people are terrible at owning a dog. Yep. And then we smash cut to the dog on a leash. Yep. Kind of strapped to the desk. Like, now that we know that he can open doors, he's going to have to stay on a leash. I know. There's nothing for it. Oh. Cue to me. Shovel girl. Looks out over the kind of rooftop, out at just, you know, people doing sports. as like a gust of wind and zero music. Mm-hmm. Then we smash cut to the dog being leashed up. Yes. And everyone seems kind of nonchalant about Yuki skipping the entire day of school to chase a dog. As long as she does her homework, everything is fine. Right. Yeah, uh, it seemed real weird, and I mean, they were there was made mention of her being 
kind of lazy about academics anyways. That, that's a, a, a through line we get that maybe not the best student, although she, she starts off this whole episode going, lately I've really been loving school. Yeah. It's weird. Super weird. And, and, and we're almost there. We're almost there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they are eating uh, snacks at the uh, at the club table. Yeah, except that the snack is is hardtack, which is real weird because uh, most people don't know if you've ever tried hardtack. It's uh, it will put substance in your stomach. <laughs> that that is what I can say about it. You know the thing sailors at because. It was food that could be transferable and would last a long time. Yep. You know, in a survival sort of sort of, sort of situation. Yeah. We just need to rush on to the important part of this. <laughs> this is going to be like a 40-minute episode. It, it, well, that's because a lot of it is just visual cues that are leading up to the big turn in this episode. Where yeah. they're hinting at weirdness, and then they show you what is the weirdness. Or if you're Travis, it comes out of nowhere and is a big surprise. Again, <laughs> blame my hate boner. So Yuki uh, forgot her bag in the classroom, so she heads off to go and get it. And then we get, like, another just kind of normal slice of life conversation of, like, misunderstanding and her talk, like... Her classmates thinking she's talking about a boy who wears a choker and jumped her and tried to pull her skirt down and jumps up on the desk. Yeah, you know, it was. they were all super into it until she called uh, him cute. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, that's the part that broke the illusion for them, that clearly this isn't a boy. Because, he, what? I don't understand why that was the hitch in the story there. Like, jumping up on her desk, trying to pull her skirt off or whatever. That was, oh, that's that was dangerous or sexy or whatever. But, oh, he's cute? No, this isn't a person. What, do you, who, what is this thing, this Tarumaru? What is this strange thing? It's my Pika Corgi. <laughs> so, Miki, who had uh, followed out, just, you know, because she probably shouldn't be wandering around a entirely full school on her own that would be weird gets to the classroom and sees Yuki talking to all of her classmates (laughs) then this thing happens (laughs) then this thing happens what's this thing Joe we see Miki's perspective of the classroom and it is all just like torn apart, there's like shattered glass, the entire place is empty and there's just ragged curtains blowing in the wind and Yuki just talking to a desk with a choker on it yep, yep this, this is where it went from this was like the first time you watched Fight Club where things seemed off till you figured it out and then the next time Mm. through when you watch it you go it all makes sense now yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this was my Fight Club first time viewing moment, where I go, oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> because there's something that we didn't mention, uh, with the exception of Choker Girl, because I, I think they say her name, but they say it once, and 
I forgot to write it down. Almost every scene, if there's other people there, they're outlines of people that are basically just shaded in like a light blue color to show like a shadow type effect. Yeah, and we've we've seen this kind of thing before in like Bacano and um Durarara, where it's like the people who are not important in the scene are just kind of grayscale, and then everyone else is this kind of bright, bubbly, like slice of life cutesy art style. And I figured that's what they were doing, but mm-hmm. you know, once you once you look past it, it, and see what what's going on, you go, oh no. That is not the reason they chose to go this direction this time. Mm-hmm. Because we get a look at what is outside the school. Uh, yep. It's a bunch of zombies. Okay, so. There is an obvious answer, or there's like an obvious kind of perspective on this, but I want to hit you with another. Okay. So the way the way it's presented is all of this has just been like Yuki's delusion of this is what she thinks the school is, but the reality is there's a zombie apocalypse. I had a thought when watching this for the second time. Yeah. What if it's the other three girls having the delusion? I know Occam's Razor says that it should just be Yuki, but how fucked up would it be if the reveal at the end is these three women are crazy and it's the -the over-the-top bubbly one who is sane? Like, there is no zombie apocalypse... And mm-hmm. and everything is normal, but in their heads, they have a shared delusion that the, the apocalypse is upon us and the school's been ravaged. Yeah, or maybe even just like it's one of the other characters' delusions and um, the kind of group of the like school living club are the only ones that they see like Yuki sees the rest of the classmates. That would definitely be some M. Night Shyamalan bullshit right there. I'm just saying, Mika was reading Stephen King. He learned a lot from Lovecraft when it comes to endings. Yeah. <laughs> Make up bullshit and end it quickly. <laughs> and the end. But that wasn't an end. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fine. Fuck it. They all die. Rocks fall. They're all insane. <laughs> Whatever. I don't care. Where's my money? <laughs> <laughs> I need to go back to doing coke in my mansion in Maine. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's kind of the zombie reveal bit. Yeah. The ending theme is a lot more somber. Uh, yeah, it doesn't feel cutesy slice, slice of life at all anymore. Uh, this much more dramatic. It's just, you know, like you said, much more somber. Like you just learned that the world was over because zombies were there. Yep. <laughs> And then Whiplash, the next time on, it's all back in this very cutesy art style when everyone's just hanging out and having fun. Yeah, uh, I'm really wondering what happens at the end of this series. Because I feel like there's got to be a certain point where delusion can only take you so far uh, if problems really start to confront and challenge uh, Hmm. that, that worldview. So I'm wondering if there's ever going to be like a break from the art style, from the cutesy over to more the the standard. Uh, like when they're showing the other girls' perspectives, the palette, uh, the color, uh, the, the I can't talk today. Apparently, the palette of colors is much more muted than when we're living in Yuki's world. Mm-hmm. 
So I would be interested to see if they play with stuff like that. I kind of hope they do. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned Jarvis um, and didn't say on the podcast. I've only ever seen this first episode because, like, we'll talk about it in a sec, but this episode is does so much right that some, something in me who, is, who has seen several first episodes go horribly wrong mm-hmm. later down the line is just like, I kind of want to keep this just as it is. This because honestly, in that twenty three minutes we got, that was like the perfect way to use that time to tell that story, to open it and get you hooked. Because I was all fuck this show right up till that very last end, and I'm like, well, well now I really want to know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, so it does like this really cool thing of um, because it is slice of life but it's showing kind of a much more comedic aspect. Uh, at least for me, who has watched like quite a few Slice of Life stuff, there's a bunch of weird stuff that happens, and then you just kind of like put it off and say, like, well, you know, it's it's Slice of Life. They do weird shit sometimes. Like, yeah, why, why wouldn't there be a club that's just like, we sleep in the school? Why wouldn't they have like weird things to eat, like weird snacks and weird like breakfasts? It's it all just kind of adds up like um putting a frog in like slowly rising temperature water. Because you just accept all of these things as like, yeah, this is this is an anime thing. And then once the reveal hits, everything makes so much sense. It all falls into place, yeah. Hmm. But that said, I am super happy to report that I actually really liked this show because of that twist. Because I was expecting one thing, and then at the very end, I got served another, and I wasn't ready for it. And I mm-hmm. like that very much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just does it so well. All of the tropes are there to just this to just be a slice of life show. Oh, for sure. They, they throw out a bunch of stuff that's just red herring that... This is definitely just slice of life. Mm-hmm. And then they go, except maybe not. <laughs> except zombies. They need to bring in Carl, though. We need we need animated Carl. <sighs> <laughs> she is their Carl running into dumb situations. I accept nothing until someone yells, so, uh, yells, uh, you know, uh, Coral Sama. Coral Senpai. <laughs> if she loses an eye somewhere during this show, yo. <laughs> I wonder how she would envision that in in uh, crazy. I I refuse to accept any of this land. What what that would be? She styled her huh. hair a new way where it goes over her eye. Fuck. That's so good. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, see? Yeah. See, now I want to watch the whole show. <laughs> to see how far she can she can keep dragging this happy-go-lucky delusion along? Yeah. So do I. Yeah. And it's, it's 11 or 12 episodes, so I like that they've already shown that they have the director or the writer has, like, a really good, like, grasp of how to pace at least an episode... Yeah. So I'm super curious, like, how the rest of the show goes with, like, cutesy stuff mixed with 
very dramatic and zombie stuff. No, no, absolutely. It's a it's a super interesting mashup of two things I never thought would go together. But uh, surprise, they're like peanut butter and chocolate. They go together real well. Yeah. <laughs> huh. That said, yeah, uh, I I would watch the rest of this just because I, I need to know where that goes. Mm-hmm. And it's only like 12 episodes, which is not a huge commit. <laughs> you say every time we review any show that you vaguely enjoy. We, we signed on to that trash show... Future Diaries, and that is many more episodes than 12. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, no. Um, yeah, I, I like it. I would watch it. Uh, Joe, you said you would watch it. You got any other closing thoughts or anything? It's very good and interesting. That sounds like a point you already made. Yep. So, so I think I think we might might be done. Yeah, this, this is a short show. It is. Uh, it's because a lot of it is slice of life stuff, which doesn't give you a lot to talk about. You have to shorthand it. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of stuff is just setting up the reveal. Right. Uh, especially this episode. I don't know. Later down the line, there might be more dramatic scenes too, interspersed, where you've got uh, you know a bit of meat to chew on, so to speak. But uh, not so much this uh, this particular show. Cool. I think. I think we could. We could do it next time. Okay. Next time on WTF Anime. So, Travis. Yeah. We've done a lot of shows based in Japan and based in a high school. Okay. So we're about to do another one based in Japan and a high school? No, I think, I think I'm think i going to give you a break from high school. Okay, cool. Just, just for a bit. It's been a hot minute since I've been in one, so uh, yeah. cool. It's, it's a little less relatable. So I'd like you to try this setting on. Okay. Dusseldorf, Germany, 1986. Oh, wow. That's, uh... <laughs> All right, we're going into some, some Cold War era. Uh, East and West German shit. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a departure. So uh, next episode, we'll be watching episode one of Monster. Monster? Oh, okay. Uh, that could go so many ways. The setting and the title don't give me a lot to work with because that could still be a thousand different stories. <laughs> but I don't want any previews. I'll just look it up, watch it up, and we'll talk about it for you guys. And that, that is what we'll do. Yeah. Because that is how the podcast structure works. Generally speaking, I mean, you guys missed like us talking about memes for a while there. That uh, We definitely definitely did do that. Joe threatened that I wasn't allowed to keep meme dropping through the episode and i did that for you buddy i did not drop memes all throughout this episode <laughs> so if you'd like to get in contact with the show <laughs> you can find us on twitter at wtf anime show uh, you can email us using wtf anime show at gmail.com use both of those avenues to send us recommendations or maybe Say you want to be a guest, because we love having new voices on the show, and sure it's do. super fun to get to hang out with people. And I can be found on Twitter at the Joe Hadfield. Travis. Alright, if you wanna if you wanna talk to me on Twitter, I'm at Dice Lobber, D-I-C-E-L-O-B-B-E-R. And uh 
if you're going to talk to WTF Anime Show and you want to talk to me too, I don't run the WTF handle, so tag me along with it uh, so I can be part of the conversation. Uh, trying to think. Actually, we have some new business, Joe. We do. We have something that we're recording an episode after we can finally talk about this. Yeah, it's super cool. Um, what I need you guys to do is, if you like Joe and I, well, how would you like to listen to us roleplay uh, in a small college town in Oregon? Yeah, that's where it's at. Uh, run, running some Monster of the Week, because we're part of a new uh, live play, or actual play, not live play. Uh, recording called Grayscales. Tell them about it, Joe. Yeah, so uh, we've already had uh, some world-building episodes. We've had some character introductions. There might even be episode one of the show proper out by the time you hear this. Um, so if you want to find that, uh, you can look up The Lost Library on iTunes at Lost Library Cast on Twitter, uh, and that's kind of going to become a hub for a few actual play podcasts coming out. Yeah, super cool. Yeah. So go listen to it. I, I'm so excited for people to hear it. <laughs> like, that that kind of drifted into British, like, disinterest. That's just <laughs> the nature of my voice. But I'm genuinely excited for everyone to hear this because it's what we've recorded so far has been so much fun to do it really has it really has and we have several talented artists on staff too so definitely follow because uh there's good good art coming out for it too yeah yeah and i think that's it yeah that yeah. that does it for what will edit down to be a very short show <laughs> yeah <laughs> Again, slice of life problems. Bye. Bye. Today is going to be a meme show. We're, we're just going... We're not even going to review the show. We're just going to talk about memes we saw this week that we liked. Ones that we liked in the past. Yo, it me. Big mood. <laughs> <laughs> what do we want? Memes. When are we going to go get them? Whatever. Look, all I need to say is that James Wood in, Woods invented the What Are Those? Meme from like several thousand years ago. Right? Oh man, you forget about memes. It's weird, like... <laughs> oh, memes. Oh, Where has the time gone? <laughs> oh man, now I'm picturing like... You know how every year at like the Oscars they do the... Those that are no longer <laughs> with us? Like a montage of memes that have come and gone. <sighs> oh god. I, w I would watch that YouTube video, because that's clearly what that is. And at the end, they give out a Lifetime Achievement Award. Right. While I was saying that sentence, I was trying to work, like, achievement and meme together. Like, achievement? It something? Almost, and then it I, almost I gave up on it. It almost fits, but it's not quite there. It needs a little work. Yeah. It needs workshops. <laughs> we ain't got that kind of time. <laughs>